Come on. Welcome to Life Club. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Eli Facenda. Eli, are you ready to do this? Very ready, George. Very ready to dive in. Thank you for having me on here. Excited to have you on. Eli is known as the travel guy. He's optimizing travel for seven to eight figure entrepreneurs without the headaches, time, or cost. Eli, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Yeah, thanks. And so I'm uh, I'm based out of Austin, Texas. And I decided to move here with the rest of the country. We were actually just chatting about offline um, after doing about nine months of nomad travel. And, and travel is my, my travel and entrepreneurship really are my two biggest passions. Um, fortunately, I've been able to combine those two passions together for two different businesses. Um, when I first actually started out, I was uh, the first employee at this international sports tour company and still operate that today with my partners where we take uh, youth sports teams and, and families on tours overseas. So I got into playing these international tours and, and travel and actually kind of stumbled into this whole credit game, much like a lot of people do and this whole points and, and travel world, uh, because I was trying to save money for the company because I was trying to get equity and you know provide value and, and showcase that and realize, holy crap, I just saved them you know, 20, 30, 40K a year. And I'm able to do this myself as well and you know, travel for free and go to Thailand with my friends or take trips with my family or go on small vacations and stuff. So it really blew my mind at a very young age. Um, I'm way down that rabbit hole, learned basically almost everything there is to know about whole points and miles and how to travel hack is really what it's called. And, and even learned some things about business credit, which I started to implement as well and how you can leverage that to start or scale a business too. So through all those endeavors, um, you know, was really blown away by what's possible when you actually leverage this amazing system that we have here in the U.S. to your advantage. And uh, a few years after that, started consulting other entrepreneurs on how to do the same because it's available for all of us. Uh, most of us just aren't aware. And that's really the challenge we're solving for is awareness. And hopefully we can shift some of that here in this conversation today. Yeah, love it. So when you talk about this amazing system we have, what do you mean? So what I mean is really how the banking and credit system works here in the U.S. If you go to other countries, you're not going to see the same type of lending. You're not going to see the same ease of getting capital. And you're certainly not going to see the same points and miles infrastructure. There's some countries that have a little bit. The uh, Canadians have you know, some opportunities. In the U.K., they have a little bit, but really, really minuscule compared to what we have here, particularly with the points and miles game. Um, what I mean by that is you know, if, we, if you go to a, a points and miles website and you're like, I need to get a new credit card. What should I get that has travel rewards? You're going to see dozens and dozens and dozens of options. You go to other countries and look for the same options, you might see like three, right? Mm-hmm. And so there's just not the same opportunities overseas. So we really have um, an incredible advantage to take you know, to, to build on this opportunity that's really exclusive here in the U.S. Nice. I, I, that probably shouldn't surprise anyone that, that 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 is the case, but it's certainly interesting to know. So, all right. Um so you spent a lot of time, obviously, digging into this world because you were trying to save money and and demonstrate value, and were successful in doing that. And you said, "Wow, this is this is incredible." So, how how do the people that 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 you're working with now? How do you interact with them? Walk me through sort of sort of the process. Say, this is interesting. What do we do? Yeah, so so it depends on the level of the entrepreneur and where they're at, if they have an assistant or not. Because ultimately, this game is incredible and, and everyone should be taking advantage of it if you like to travel, right? 
So we're going to start there. Now, if you like to travel and you have a business, you, your time is also super valuable and learning this stuff can take quite a lot of time. It can get kind of complicated. And that was the path that I went as I was reading blogs and watching YouTube videos and reading credit card websites and, you know, kind of trying and failing in certain ways. And I don't really recommend that for entrepreneurs. Now, if you have a lot of time on your hands and you just like this as a hobby, sure, go for it. If your time is valuable, you shouldn't be doing it that way. So what we do is if you are an entrepreneur and you're on this path, we'll basically put together custom strategies for you. So it's really a three-step process. Number one is analyze your, your goals, your lifestyle, your spending on your business, your spending in your personal life, where you are, what airport you're based off. Do you like hotels? Do you like Airbnbs? What kind of epic trips do you want? Do you want three bucket list trips where you go to a Maldives overwater bungalow once a year and you go to you know Europe and stay in an awesome villa and fly first class once a year? Or are you kind of traveling you know, a couple times a month for business conferences? What, what does that look like? So we get the goals down and then we create the strategy around how to optimize the right cards for your business and lifestyle. And while it seems like a small thing, it's actually one of those things where it's small hinges move big doors, right? So you have the, the all these different types of cards and they earn different types of points. And these points can be used in different types of ways with different airlines or hotels. And it gets very, very personal and customized. And so a lot of people will come to me and ask me like, hey, I've got the Chase Sapphire Reserve. That's a great card, right? And I'm like, well, kind of, it depends. But it really depends on, again, all these other factors. Like, what do you spend on? How do you want to use them? All that stuff. So we analyze the, the, you know, the dream goals of what you're going to do. And we put together really an in-depth strategy talking about these, uh, you know, different types of points and what makes sense for you. And then number three is to use them to actually create the lifestyle that you want. Cause that's, you know, the, that's really the end outcome is you, you don't really want the points you want the travel um, and you want the experiences you and ultimately what are those? Well, those are, you know, the memories and the, the fulfillment that you have in life and the, you know, the unforgettable experiences. And that's ultimately what this is truly about. And it's being able to get access to more of those at a higher quality, more frequently without having to pay for it and without having to go through the headache of, again, learning all this stuff. So that's how we'll, we'll uh, work with entrepreneurs. Um, now, if they have an assistant, we will actually train their assistant on how to do this for them so they don't have to lift a finger. Um, that is for more you know, higher level entrepreneurs that do have an EA or a really good dedicated VA. And that way, you know, whenever they want to travel, it's, it's seamless and they don't even have to think about it at all. So uh, those are the kind of the two levels that we'll operate with. And um, in some cases, people will, you know, we have a course as well. Some people go through that and learn things, but um, we're typically more dedicated on working with a little bit higher level entrepreneurs as well. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. So what is, what is sort of, is, is there a baseline of saying I travel this much or I'm spending this much that is sort of an entry point or doesn't that matter? So it's really interesting you ask that because we get that a lot where people are like, well, I don't spend that much. So this doesn't really apply for me, right? Not really true. To be honest with you, there's a spectrum. The more you spend, the less effort and strategy is required. The less you spend, the more effort and strategy is required to get your outcome. Now, if you're not traveling at all, then you know you just want to think, okay, well, am I going to travel in the future? The reason being is because there's two types of ways to get benefits from credit cards when it comes to your spend, right? There's cash back and then there's points. And if you use cash back, you know you're going to get a fixed rate value on your money back and you're getting cash, which everyone loves cash, right? So that's simple, easy, cut and dry, but there's a limit on it, right? There's a ceiling on what you're going to get every time you swipe that card. Now, if you use points, when you redeem them for travel, there's different ways that you can redeem them. One would be like through a, a travel portal. This is what 99% of people that are using points do. They're just going to log into the Chase portal, Amex portal, whatever it is, or Bank of America portal, and they're going to redeem their points. 
Now, this is quick and easy, but you don't get very good value out of it. It's similar to cash back because there's a, there's a capped value on how much you're getting for every point, right? Now, the best way to do it is if you learn or have someone that's able to help you with this or do it for you is how to transfer these points from the banks to the different airline or hotel partners that they have. And you're going to get oftentimes double, triple, quadruple, 5x. I mean, sometimes crazy 10x plus value on that. And so when you think about what's the right strategy for you, it does come down to how much you're spending, how much you're traveling. But ultimately, if you travel at all and you're spending even more than you know $2,000 a month, then this is going to work for you very well. Um, so I would suggest people, you know, no matter what spectrum they're on, they, they do get involved. It just depends on, again, how much of a strategy is going to be required to hit your lifestyle goals. But for example, myself, and then we have our director of travel here, his name's Travel Like Tommy on Instagram. If you check out his page, he was doing all this stuff, you know, without a business spending several thousand dollars. He was doing this stuff on personal spend. I started out doing it on personal spend only where it was two, three K a month. And with the right strategy, I was able to get, you know, a solid 15, 20, $30,000 a year worth of travel of first class flights and all this stuff. Now it did take a little bit more work, but that's, um, that's available for you. And then as your business starts to spend more, it's much easier and easier to just maximize what's already there. Nice. So are the points that you accrue, are, are they owned by you? Yes. So the way that it works is it doesn't matter if they're earned from the business or from the individual, they go to the individual's account, whoever the primary account holder on that card. So you could have a bunch of employee cards. You could have a bunch of authorized users it's going to go to your specific account. So that is something also when you have business partners, you want to think about because if one person's opening cards under their name, you know, that person's technically going to have all the points. So you may want to have a game plan of how you're going to split those or pool those. And each bank and an airline or hotel program has different rules around um, how you can split those up and how you can transfer them around. But generally speaking, um, it's, it's always going to be under the name of the account holder. And then there's ways to break it up from there. Okay. Um, and I, I have to imagine that 99% of people have no idea that, wait, I can actually transfer this and go directly to an airline or a hotel. Exactly it. Exactly it. And so, and a common example of this is going to be, you know, especially with hotel prices lately, like I was just in Playa del Carmen, uh, Mexico over New Year's not that long ago. And I'll just give you a comparison, right? So this hotel room that I was staying in, so the Grand Hyatt, beautiful property, um, it was around like $1,200 per night. Now, if I were to use my points through the Chase portal, $1,200 at, I would have gotten 1.5 cents per point. That's going to be around more or less. Um, at the same hotel room for 20,000 points a night. Right. So I was able to get four nights at the same hotel where it would have cost me all my points to get one night in the other version of that situation. So just knowing how to transfer is an immediate increase in value. All you're doing is taking the same points and just moving them the right way. And you can do the same thing with airlines and, and all that. It does get a little more complicated with airlines, but uh, it's still there and still, you know, still very attainable. Nice. So, um, um, so, if you were to use a traditional portal, I think I think you mentioned it was 1.5 or a dollar fifty for each dollar. That was sort of the leverage, but being able to go outside, is is there sort of a rule of thumb that says here's how much you could sort of expect, or rather, what's possible? Or when when somebody says how much could I really save, do you have numbers that that you share with them? Obviously, it it it, it depends. 
Yeah, we actually break it down into a calculator because um, this is, it's kind of cool. The whole thing with credit and points, it's very much like taxes. Like it's very mathematical and algorithm and calculation based where it's you spend this on this amount, these cards get this amount of return back on these categories that you spend on. You spend this frequently, you travel this much, you spend this much on travel, run a bunch of numbers and it can kind of spit you out a general ballpark of, hey, this is gonna mean that you're, you're leaving about $25,000 a year on the table if you were to fully optimize this, right? So it's not always gonna be 100% exact, but it's pretty dang close. And uh, and yeah, similar to how an accountant can audit your spend and and start to look at, okay, well, if you did this with your your costs here and you change this and you you buy real estate here, you do this with your taxes, you know, we can basically reduce your tax liability. It's the same, the same exact uh, function, just in a different part of your business or just different part of your life. Nice. Talk about a really, really simple thing. Although obviously it's really, really hard and you figured out how to do it, but what a simple thing that somebody can do just to make this shift and potentially be saving tens of thousands of dollars. Absolutely. And ultimately in my experience it's not just about the money saved and for a, lot, for a lot of entrepreneurs too, if you're doing pretty well financially, you could probably pay for a lot of this. But number one, you have that little sting like, oh man, it really sucks to pay $4,000 a ticket for a business class, you know, business class flight to Europe. Um, so there's that. And so it may, it may lead you to talking yourself out of the experience. Um, and, and ultimately just having the ability to, you know, book anything on points, whether it's last minute or it is a more epic, luxurious trip. It's just going to allow you to basically have less friction between you and these amazing experiences that you probably thought of when you first started a business and you were like, I want to create this amazing business. I want an awesome lifestyle. And you worked on that vision. You had a vision for like where you were going to go. A lot of people along the way, they start to become very practical, which makes sense, but they end up missing on all these awesome experiences in life that are available to them because of the cost or because of other factors. And so to not have to pay for it, it is partially about obviously the money that you actually tactically save. But a lot of it is like the, the shift in your psychology around what you now allow yourself to do. And then the experiences that you're going to have, the memories you're going to create with those people, the fulfillment that's going to bring you and, and just really the, um, the full depth of life experience that you're going to get out of it. Yeah. Love it. I think that makes a lot of sense. What is, how long does it take to, to, to implement this program? Uh, yes. Yeah, so most people are seeing really, really good results within 90 days. Um, it's not long. Some are even quicker. It, again, it depends a little bit on how much you spend, where your credit's at. If your credit's low, we need to do some things to improve that. Is that, and then there's also the aspect of, you know, are you looking to get funding and get access to business credit and, uh, and leverage that to scale? Because there's a little bit of a, an additional layer to the strategy that you want to implement there, but 90 days is typically the, uh, the length. And so a lot of these cards, you know, one of the best ways that you're going to earn points, um, is through signup bonuses on new cards. And typically those are going to be a 90 day signup bonus. So by that period, you'll, your points will have hit and you'll have had, you know, a few hundred thousand points pour in that you can then use for some awesome trips. So that tends to be the sweet spot. But again, some people it's even faster. Some people, if you have to do some other work in the front end, it might be a little bit longer, but um, yeah, pretty, pretty easy for 90 to 120 days to get some pretty cool results. And then maintaining it. What does that look like? It's like maintaining the, the system of having these cards and how to do all that. Yeah, yeah, it's a great, it's a great question. And one that most people don't ask. So I appreciate you bring that up because you get into it and you get excited. And then if you, again, let's just use the example of the entrepreneur, but you got a lot going on, you get a lot of, you know, balls in the air already. You don't need to add this whole extra part-time job of managing your credit. That is not the point of this. And if you don't have a good system, that's what will happen or the system will break and it will hurt your credit or you'll get, you'll start paying interest. 
But if you have a good system, like a really simple system for things to be set up automatically, reducing your time, reducing your headaches, not having to track all this stuff and using the tools and apps and all these things that are out there, that you set that up once, that takes 30 minutes, 45 minutes. And then from there forward, you don't have this risk. You don't have this also, this mental energy that goes into trying to keep up with all this stuff. So that's how you wanna maintain it is you have to have a good system, but a couple of quick tips. A lot of people don't know this is possible. Number one, well, obviously uh, this one, a lot of people do know it's possible, but set up auto pay. Now I always suggest to set this up for a few days before your, um, your payment is due. And I set it up personally for the minimum payment amount so that I'm ne I never have a late payment, right? But I like to go in manually and review my charges and make sure I'm not getting overcharged on stuff and pay that once a month manually. Now, if you have a lot of cards, which I don't always suggest for a lot of people too, um, as that starts to add up, that could turn into a lot of different times to check in. So what do you wanna do? Well, you can actually contact the bank and ask them to move your payment due date to a different date. And so if you have <clears throat> cards with five different banks, you can ask all of those different banks to move all of your cards to roughly the same date, usually within the same couple of days. So now you're doing that once. So instead of logging in and trying to think, oh, it's the second, now I gotta pay the fifth, I gotta pay. You do it one time a month, you have you have auto pay set up and then you're logging in for 30 minutes, reviewing stuff and paying it. And now you've just bashed everything and you don't have to think about it again until next month. And you know, in the absolute worst case, you're not gonna have a late payment, which is what we're absolutely trying to avoid. So those are a couple that there's more to that, but that's a simple way to manage it so that you don't have to have this, uh, this concern of having too many cards. Um, and one other thing that, is really important to understand is how your credit score works, which I know you just had a recent guest on to talk about, but you really need to understand these different factors because as you open up more cards, your score is actually going to build in a very positive way. It's just, you have to do it the right way in the right order and over the right amount of time. Uh, but to have a perfect credit score, you actually have to have over 21 or more different accounts on your report. So most people have one credit card, two credit cards. And like, I don't want to open a third. It's going to hurt my credit score. Or like what happens if I close this? Those are really all myths. You, that's not necessarily what's going to happen. You just don't want to open 10 cards at once, right? That's a little bit of a, an extreme example, but you have to do it slowly and you have to do it responsibly and you're going to be in really good shape. Nice. Well, I appreciate that. Well, Eli, the people are ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? So, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm actually going to give you two difference-making tips. Um, one is going to be when you're earning points, make sure you're earning what they call transferable bank points because there are all sorts of different points out here. And we just talked about moving them from a bank to or like a, you know, a Chase, City, Amex, or Capital One. Those are really the main ones and converting those into airline or hotel points. That's where your best bang, is, bang for your buck is going to be. If you're earning points on a Southwest card or an American card or a Marriott card or, you know, a Bank of America card, all of those are going to be less valuable than Chase, City, Amex, or Capital One. So I'd really start with those four banks. That's going to almost be across the board. And then the second little um, nugget here, excuse me, if you are traveling, you should 100% be getting a card that has amazing perks and benefits. So this would mean when you're going to the airport, your experience is just way better. You don't have to go through TSA pre-check you, and you get to use clear. So now you skip right through the lines. You're not taking your shoes off, you know, doing that whole thing. You also get airport lounge access. You're not paying for bags. There's all sorts of perks and benefits that come from a lot of cards. And oftentimes, depending on your lifestyle, again, and your your situation, there's probably one, maybe two cards that are going to have really all the perks that you need based on your travel uh, to really create an amazing experience for you. So definitely make sure you're optimizing that experience too, because every piece of the travel process that you can make into, instead of a headache and, and like, oh, I'm sitting here at the airport into like, 
I get to go to the airport and go to the lounge. Who am I going to meet? There's other people I get to network with. There's free drinks, there's free food. You know, it's going to be a breeze getting through. It shifts the entire experience, makes it way more fun and enjoyable. So those are uh, a couple of quick nuggets for you guys. Well, I think that is great stuff. That definitely gets Come on. Eli, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can they engage with you? Yeah, so I post uh, quite a bit on LinkedIn and Instagram. Those are my two biggest places. Really, Instagram is the biggest one. So if you're going to um, you know, have interest in reaching out to me, I would definitely just shoot me a message there. Uh, that's Eli Travel Guy. Um, so that's on Instagram. There have been some fake accounts of me going around lately. So it's just Eli Travel Guy, spelled normally. There's only one account. Okay, so that's that's one there. Uh, LinkedIn's good too. Or just check out my website, which is freedomtravelsystems.com. And you can uh, reach out to us there too. But Instagram is really the main place that I hang out. Excellent. Well, if you enjoyed this much as I did, show Eli your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Follow Eli on Instagram under Eli Travel Guy and LinkedIn as well. And then go to freedomtravelsystems.com and dig into it. And if you're spending money on travel and interested in getting some of that back in a more efficient way, engage and see if it's a good fit for you. Thanks again, Eli. Thank you. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We're all in this together.